0: Hi, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, a self-mastery and personal evolution podcast for queer thinkers, change-makers, and creatives. And this is episode 212, and I'm going to be sharing with you what I consider to be my top 10, my favorite articles and episodes from 2021. But before we get into that, I want to share with you a few updates and insights before we go into 2022 and this might take about five minutes so if you feel like jumping ahead go ahead but i think it's really worth listening through to what i have to share with you here now underlying my work in everything that i do in my articles on think queerly is my philosophy of human heartedness And it's a non-dogmatic approach to lead with personal responsibility, to help create more equity for the common good, to make humanity a better and kinder, more compassionate, more understanding place, and to also reduce contention in this kind of emotionally explosive world that we're living in at the moment. But I feel like I haven't been able to do this in a way that's really clear and I I, I know I'm offering thoughtful, helpful, and meaningful content, but my message might be a little messed up or not as sharp as it could be. Now, the interesting thing is that as a coach, I'm always working with my clients to help them develop more clarity and focus and direction. And over the last three weeks, I've been really thinking this through. I've been really considering like, what am I doing with the membership podcast? Think extra queerly. Why doesn't this seem to be uh, totally making sense to me? And then one of my closest friends said, you know, I'd really like to share some thoughts with you. And I said, here are some of the things I've been thinking out. And he replied saying, that's amazing. I was sort of thinking along the same line. So we had a really deep discussion, which was great for me. To be able to lay out what I thought and be able to hear what he thought and that we were in alignment was really great because it made me feel like, ah, okay, I see why I might even feel confused about what I'm presenting to you. And that doesn't mean I'm presenting content that isn't helpful. It just means that I've got a broad range of interests, but I need to create very clear distinctions so that you, the listener and the reader, can decide... What works best for you? So I was also facing some technical challenges with one of the platforms um, in how I can do what it is I want to do. And how this came through was the realization that I'm a like a thinker and a writer first I put my ideas down on paper if I'm creating let's say a personal evolution process for you that's a very time-consuming a thought by thought what are the questions how do I think this through what kind of answers might that provoke how do I ask the next question and it's got to be very methodical and it has to be written out before I can publish it before I can even speak to it on a podcast episode so here are the solutions going forward. So first of all, no more videos. Um, I will do videos for interviews because it's really nice for people who do want to watch to see the other person I'm speaking with. But I'm one person at the moment. And the commitment to production is very time consuming. It, a podcast alone um, can take Many, many hours. And for the listener, you might not have any idea about how much time it can actually take from ideation. What's the idea? Let's say I create a personal evolution process. That might take hours of work in the writing, but that might actually take weeks as I sit on that, percolate on it come back to it after I've sort of not thought about it for a while to test out the questions or to work it through perhaps with some clients so that I can present then finally to you the best end piece of content so there's the preparation of the content the the, the creation of the content the editing and the polishing of the content, the recording, and then the production, and then the uploading to, you know, where the sound files are held, where I publish it on blogs, and the sharing on social media. And then when I add a video to that, the length of a video takes two to three times um, the amount of time to do editing. So if I record a 30-minute video, I have to bank at least about an hour and a half of total production time. If it's an interview, it will be longer because I'm being more mindful of long pauses or if in the interview, myself or the person that I'm speaking with needed to take a break or what have you. So, how I'm going to make my content very clear for you. Think Queerly Podcast. And think queerly on medium. I'm going to keep that just to all things queer. So on Think Queerly, you're going to hear interviews with queer creators and thought leaders. You're going to get queer perspectives on history. Um, I'm going to speak about queer issues. I might talk about something from a coaching perspective about how we can improve our self-mastery as queer people. But it will be queer-focused. So you've heard me for a long time talking about human-heartedness and humane thought leadership. And that's where things were getting confusing. This is all the work that I do. And going back to what I said at the beginning, underlying my work is my philosophy of human heartedness. Well, that informs the work I do speaking about queer issues. It informs the work I do working with my clients. It informs the work that I do doing my studies for the Tao Te Ching. So, to try and create this distinction, I've launched a channel on Substack, and it's a writer-focused platform, if you don't know what it's about, that is designed to better engage with readers and listeners, because it also has a a podcast option, uh, by using a newsletter-like format. So what it means is that when you subscribe to my channel on Substack, and you can subscribe for free... Anytime I publish, you will get the post delivered to your email inbox. And it's going to look exactly like what it looks like online. Links and everything. So the gorgeous thing is you'll never miss content from me, but you'll also have it directly in your inbox. So let's say I publish another personal evolution process. You'll get that right away in your email inbox with the full description. And I will also be publishing a podcast podcast. But with a new name that I'm calling, the Way of Human Heartedness, and that is my new Substack channel, which is at darrensteel.substack.com, and that I hope is the way that I can create the distinction between these two um, interests that I have, but that do support each other and for which there is crossover, because. If you're a queer listener, you may love both of the things that I do, or you may only want to hear interviews with um, other queer thought leaders, queer creators, or learn more about queer topics, and so on. I will have, or I do have, a paid membership option for Substack. Um, The details are there when you check it out. Uh, The only way you can comment on one of my articles at the moment is to subscribe for free with your email and what I'm going to be offering for paid will be a weekly office hours on zoom where you can come on live, have a conversation, ask me any questions at some point in the future. Or when I lock an article for members only, um, not only will that be for paid members, but it will also be comments locked only for paid members. And I will be looking to do more events in the future that will be for paid members only. But that is coming in the future. As I said, for now, it's free. And I would invite you to go over to darrensteel.substack.com, enter your email so that you will get my latest posts. I'm going to be primarily publishing all of my human-heartedness, and Humane Thought Leadership, and any content about the Tao teaching, on my Substack channel. And I am going to have all the links that I'm mentioning here in the show notes. So the last two things to quickly mention, just a reminder of my You're Ready to Make a Positive Impact in 2022 webinar that I'm hosting on Wednesday, December 29th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Don't miss this. It is going to be a phenomenal webinar. You're going to get so much insight about who you are and what you've experienced in this past year and how you can take that insight and learning to really set yourself up with the most meaningful and impactful and empowering emotional tone going into 2022. And then something I'm going to speak about more on a future podcast is my Where You Stand program. This is a 13 week personal evolution group coaching program that's going to start on Monday, January 17th, 2022. The details for that again in the show notes for the link. So you can go read uh, the page with the description. And I've got about a six minute video where I describe more about what that is, what that looks like. Whew. Okay. Thank you for listening to that. I want to now get into my top 10 articles and podcasts for 2021, which are not based on downloads or comments. These were the ones that the, were the most meaningful to me. And I want to highlight them because it is often so easy to forget something or maybe you decided not to listen to something. And I hope that maybe this will take you back down, you know, my own memory lane, but to your own benefit. And I'm going to r- go through these um, backwards. Is that the right word? I've listed out my top 10, but I'll start with uh, the ones from the beginning of the year up to the most recent. So I published on staying insecure and embracing imposter syndrome. It's funny, I was having a session with a client a couple weeks ago. And they said something, and I commented um, on this feeling of insecurity or feeling like an imposter. I said, you know, you should read this article that I wrote. And he said to me, that's one of my favorites. (laughs) So I already know that that's a good one. You know, the issue is this. Nothing is certain in life. And we all have dreams and desires and goals and plans. But every one of those things requires an action and multiple actions and our actions don't necessitate the outcome that we may have imagined, desired or predicted. And I go through a long metaphor or not a long metaphor. I go through what I think is a very useful metaphor in that article and podcast that, you know, personal transformation or personal growth, personal evolution is the potential for who we can become, who we can become. And it's just like what exists inside a seed and an apple seed, for example. You know, that seed lays dormant until you put it in the soil and give it some water. And with the right conditions, it will take root and it will grow. But the seed itself is unremarkable. But there are all these actions that have to happen, as well as internal and external, the internal actions are, are are natural because it's the apple seed. The external actions are rain, healthy soil, somebody tending to the tree, right? And that's just what it takes. It takes time for something to grow. It takes time for something to evolve. And growth and evolution are not the same thing, but they do work together. So if you feel insecure in anything about your life, your potential, or if you feel like you're doing something and you're like, how can I say that I'm this? Or how could I do this? I don't know enough. I'm an imposter. This episode is for you. Again, this will be linked in the show notes. Number nine for me was universal human dignity. Human love and self-expression must be free. This was a really personal episode for me, and there was a point at which I actually had tears running down my eyes as I was recording this episode because the content, um, it's just about receiving the acceptance for the dignity of being able to live as a human being, regardless of who you are along the spectrum of LGBTQ2S+ and in it, i argue for an end to dehumanization and for a critical reflection of rigidly held religious beliefs especially those that are very fundamentalist Um, and you know how we can feel for a betterment of society it's It's probably the most emotional podcast of the year, and there's definitely some anger in there that I express, but I think it's not anger at, not anger in the sense of shouting, it's anger in the sense of pain um, that I feel, and so many people that are disenfranchised, prejudiced against, or are on the receiving end of extreme racism, what they feel. So hope you enjoy that episode. So the next one is forget affirmations. What you need are statements of self truth. This was a really important episode that came out of a coaching sessions with a coaching session with a client who was saying something. You know, I try and think positive, and I talked through in that episode that. Thinking positive is a waste of time, generally speaking, because thinking positive, if it doesn't have then as a second and a third and a fourth step, some associated action, some associated change in your beliefs, in your values and in your behaviors, then thinking positive means nothing. Because the way we're set up in our brains is that we're always looking for the negative. We're always looking for, am I safe? Is there some sort of a threat? And positive experiences in our life are ephemeral. They're very short-lived. You know, you can have something really wonderful happen to you. And you feel all great. And 10 minutes later, somebody says something that is one of your triggers. And you're like, you you lose your cool. And you lose your shit. And you blow up. Or you get really sad. Or you feel like an imposter, like my previous episode. And that's the way we're set up. So the statements of self-truth are more about observing what you see in the world is true and what you see about yourself is true. And it has a, a feel almost like positive affirmations. But it requires the commitment to change and taking action. So that you will make your statements of self-truth actionable, behavioral truth. So another one of my top 10. What should you do when you don't feel competent enough? Well, what can you do when you don't feel like you're not good enough or not skilled enough or not educated enough or not capable enough? To do whatever it is you're doing. And in my case, it's to write an article, to publish a book, or to create your project, to create your business. Curiosity. When you feel like you're not competent enough, if you can get curious and start asking questions, find a thing that's interesting, no matter how small. Now, being curious isn't going to solve all your problems, of course, right? But it's great to get into that state of mind, which gets you into your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain. And there's this humility and self-awareness that comes into play, which are really grounding human and humane emotions that really help to foster your open-mindedness, which will allow you to come up with Solutions, strategies, and direction. I think there was a theme going on this year because I didn't actually see this when I was making this list, but my next post and podcast, how can you reduce the anxiety of overwhelm? Ha! So if you don't feel competent enough <laughs> and if you feel like you might be a po- imposter, well, you might be working too hard to try and solve those issues and you might be overwhelmed. And my goodness, I have experienced overwhelm this year, as have many of my clients. But there is something wonderful about understanding and implementing the paradox of less is more at the top of this podcast i talked about creating more clear or clearer distinctions between what i'm doing by focusing in on my work that it's supported by human heartedness well there's a lot of things that shoot outwards from there if you're doing too many types of disparate work you're going to be pulled in so many directions and you're never going to be able to focus enough on that one thing so if you can redefine what more means by seeing it as the quality of attention that you place on appropriate actions that are in alignment with who you are you're going to get a greater sense of contentment and calm and you're going to be able to see more clearly and directly what's in front of you um, instead of everything feeling so distracting and uh, disruptive. Oh my goodness, the next one. What can you control in your life to experience more love, happiness, and freedom? What can you experience in your life to experience more love, happiness, and freedom? Can you imagine a world where everyone experienced more love and happiness and freedom? Honestly, that is the undercurrent of my work. That is the foundation of what I'm trying to do with human heartedness. Contention is what makes things so awful. And even the smallest amount of contention, if fed with that same energy, just escalates into argument, into violence, whether that be verbal or physical. So this was a personal evolution process to help you get clarity about what you can influence in your life, what you can control and what you can't control. And honestly... We really don't have much control. It's only the ways in which we can observe patterns and behaviors and do our best to rein things in, uh, put it that way, um, so that we can better see what's happening before things get out of control and so that we can respond instead of reacting. Now, we're down to my top four, and the next three are interviews that I'm really proud of. I interviewed Michael Bach, who's the internationally recognized thought leader in inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility. And it was a wonderful conversation, one that I was really looking forward to having We got into aspects of the workplace, um, how people can look at inclusion and diversity through different lenses, why inclusion matters most. Uh, why it actually matters more than diversity per se, why equity is so important, what's the difference between inclusion and equity, and that LGBTQ2S plus is not an acronym, it's an initialism and what that also means. There was some terrific insight and some interesting discussions about why we we must also include straight, white, able-bodied men in these discussions as a way of dealing with how many straight, white, able-bodied men now feel like they're being prejudiced against, which isn't true, but it's a perception, and perceptions matter. And so it is very much our responsibility in the diversity, equity, inclusion world to recognize that if we want these changes to happen we have to be part of the solution, not part of what exacerbates the problem. Number three, Banned from California, Jim Fauche's Life of Persecution, Redemption, Liberation and the Gay Civil Rights Movement. This was one of the most exciting books I read last year and last year, this past year um, by Robert C. Steele. And, you know, this this was just such an interesting book uh, to learn more about the history of this 15 year old Jim Fauché, who in the 1950s hitchhiked from his tiny home in Idaho to Los Angeles and discovered what was sort of the gay world then. And, you know, had to deal with the cops, was imprisoned, was put into a mental institution, uh, the name of those places at the time. And, you know, his behind the scenes involvement uh, that went to support some of the most important historians um, working out of the United States still today. Number two is my interview with uh, trans musician and poet, Freddie Lewis on using music and poetry to share his journey of finding self-love as a queer person. Now, this was a joyful episode. I loved every minute of this episode. Freddie is this 21 or 22-year-old old soul. This is one that you really need to watch uh, because he's so wonderful. And um, go check out his videos. Go check out his website. Listen to his music on Spotify. You. I don't think you... If you can't have a smile on your face listening to his music... Well, then you just need to listen to it again. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm at a loss for words because Freddie Lewis has really brought something very, very wonderful to the world. And I wish him all the best in 2022. And my number one, as in on the list, this isn't necessarily my number one top 10 post of the year, but it is the most recent this got a lot of interest and engagement. Some thoughts on the issues to consider for leaving Facebook. Now, I haven't left Facebook yet. Um I I'm there, I guess, for social media reasons as a, a means of sharing my content, but I just am not seeing engagement. But this all started with a really um wonderful person I know that wrote that they were considering leaving Facebook and they wanted people to offer them reasons to stay. And I had put some stuff down in the comments and I thought this would make a really interesting uh, podcast and an article. And what people really responded to was my take on Facebook and friends. And everybody says, oh, I've got 3,227 friends on Facebook. And it's like, no, you don't. You can't. These are people that are following you, and these are just followers. Maybe some of your friends are in there, but how many friends can you truly actually have? And while Facebook has disrupted the meaning of friends, its very nature has disrupted and damaged in some ways um, how we, if we spend too much time on Facebook, how we as human beings have lost certain ways of interacting with other people and I think it's so important that we come back to that engagement and with everything that's happening with COVID and Omicron it may still need to be virtual but perhaps to end today's show reach out to someone you love someone you care about this year if you can't see them in person for physical distancing or health reasons, call them on the phone, ask them if they'd like to FaceTime or Zoom, or if it's safe to do so and appropriate, go visit them. I am challenging myself to make more of an effort this year um, because we just don't know what's going to happen in 2022 with how things may change with COVID. And as evidenced by something that happened about a week ago, uh, a comment on one of my articles where I lost my cool a little bit. People don't seem to want to comment. People who don't know you come in and comment on an article or comment on something on, let's say, Twitter. And if you were to meet this person Face to face, the first thing that would happen would be this. Hi, I'm Darren. What's your name? And the other person would introduce themselves. Maybe the other person would say, Hey, are you that guy that publishes on Medium? I read your post, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had some thoughts. Instead, somebody goes in with a snarky comment or tries to attack, or they're looking just to be provocative and It's meaningless. It's unthoughtful. And in the extreme, it's inhumane. Because generally speaking, we don't treat people like that. We meet face to face. And that is where I'm going to end. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you will subscribe on my Substack channel DarrenSteel.substack.com, because that speaks to what i'm talking about here you know some of you are only just going to subscribe with your email and that's great if you have a question that's how you can reach me by the comments that's how i can create more content to serve you if you want to become a member then let's meet on one of my office hour zoom calls There will be another episode before the end of the year but between now and then I wish you happy holidays however and whatever it is you celebrate and please do take very good care of yourself and those you care about with all of the changes that are happening uh, around COVID and Omicron. Um, It is unsettling, it is stressful And if I can put something together sooner than later, I will talk about how maybe we can best manage ourselves going into what seems like yet another lockdown. Fingers crossed that's not a case, not the case. I wish you all the best and I look forward to speaking with you next time.